Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert and you'll get a free album. It's a Friday. Heads up. So you have time. You have a Friday in a few months. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. We have merch. We have music online. Go to our website to learn more. This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp, and welcome to the third episode. We're talking about ticket sales today. Yes, my guests here are John Vogel. He's a showrunner at the pit and a comedian and an actor. Also, Matt Mitchell. He's a light and sound designer for Good Morning New York. Also, a tech at the pit. John's a tech at the pit. Everyone does stuff at the pit. Hey, guys. Welcome. I just realized that making a musical is destined to sit right next to making a murderer. On most oh. podcast subscriptions. There you go. Is that good? Yeah, that's oh. a very popular docu-series. Also, guys, we do have an uh, Instagram at Making Musicals. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to right. like, I mean, it's make a sure Twitter. you don't say murderer each time It's now. a Twitter. No, yeah. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. Is there face. a Making a Murderer podcast? There should be. That's, it wasn't that. The, it's a missed oh, opportunity. Oh, that's the Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah oh. my favorite. Mur- oh, my favorite murderer. Yeah, it's all on the M's. M's are good. Oh. M's are great. So let's, let's talk a little bit about this podcast now. So basically, the Making a Musical podcast goes through the entire development and execution of our new musical, Good Morning New York. We're going to talk about how we did it, what we're doing now, and every little step you can take to get yours from page to stage. Very, very exciting. We just ended our off-Broadway run. We're trying to go to off-Broadway. So we're in a little slow season now. We just did a podcast. The last episode was about finding the theaters. And now we're going to talk about ticket sales. So, uh, guys, um, this is going to be a very fun podcast. It's going to be awesome, everybody. Yes. Followed by a delay. Yeah. Buckle so, up right buckle now. Buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Here comes the police. <laughs> I don't know why this train has seatbelts, but yeah, it does. Yeah, right? I never wear seatbelts on a train. Okay, so the rates can really make or break the show. Well, let's. I'm going to run some numbers at you. So I don't know if you are, are math people. <laughs> uh, I, I I tried making it my major in college, but then calculus broke me. But I'm I'm okay with math. Similar right. similar story, very similar. Okay, so let's have some math. L- let's just say dream dream math. All right, so this is not Ooh, dream, this is real math. math. This is real math, but like let's say that you know the best thing ever happened to you, and you're you had a hit all the time, and it was sold out from night one to whenever. Okay. Yeah. So you rent out a hundred twenty seventh seat off Broadway Theater for a night. You charge twenty bucks a ticket. If you sell out, you make 2500 bucks for that night that's what i said uh that's a profit of nearly 1500 bucks before other costs come into play they probably won't sell out um you're probably going to put your uh tickets for half price on these sites for like nine bucks mm-hmm. and then you'll probably only fill 20 percent of the seats so you'll probably make about 114 bucks a night Uh-oh. so you're probably going to lose a bunch of money if yeah. you rent out an off-broadway theater and nobody shows up yeah so the question is um is your show worth it why would anyone want to watch 
Oh, because it's at this prestigious theater, so everyone will come based on that basis Also, alone. the best show of all time, everybody. Uh, yeah, I... That's like the like the business side of me. Like I, I I've always just had difficulties. Like I, like I, I'm glad like I don't have my own business because like oh my god I have to pay for overhead and like the payroll. But uh, I think with, with the show, yeah, it's like are you going to the the, the ticket sites like Today Ticks or um, Eventbrite and uh, trying to make it work that way? And also just like are you running the show every single day and nights like are you or maybe just the weekends because like people want to go see a show on the weekends but then also it's like oh during some weekdays people they're off work they want to go see a show to relax for that night so you gotta take those questions into account yeah i think you have to know your audience i think the first thing you have to do is is wonder does anyone care Mm -hmm. yes and if no one cares do not book an off-Broadway theater. I would actually, I would even go so far as to say, assume no one cares. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's really no reason for anyone to care that you made a musical. You're just a person. And Mm -hmm. you're a person who made a musical. But, like, if you think about what are the factors that decide whether or not someone goes to see a show, it's usually, one, above and beyond all else, they know someone in it. So, unless you have access to people who have a fan base, um, that's that's a hard thing to, to replace or scale up. But besides that, um, I think press, good reviews, that shows people, oh, this is worth watching. And people often, audiences respond to stuff like that. That's why there's always, like, a famous person who executive produces it. They put their name, like, front and center because famous people attract audiences. That, that's just how it's, like, worked for so long. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, Bono with this Spider-Man musical that I know was, like, <laughs> right. a disaster. But still, hey, Bono's producing it, so. So, so starting from the very beginning... Considering, let's let's pretend that nobody knows this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I highly doubt anyone. If someone listening to this podcast knows Bono and hasn't produced, you're probably the Spider-Man dude. <laughs> hey, hey, the, her show has way less uh, wires than like uh, Spider-Man flying around Bono. So if you want a musical that's not as like strange, very well lose as much money on it. On his, his yeah, Jackie's. no one will die in no. production. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one dies. But in early draft of Good Morning New York, I had one of Val, the reporter. Mm-hmm. I had her kill her husband. Ooh. Oh, yeah. nice. That sounds that sounds like something. Yeah, right. sounds like a sequel. Like. But, I, but I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, wow, she finally got that lead story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, I didn't. Funny. I didn't have her kill him in the in the rewrite. Um, our show's about news, everyone. By yeah. the way, yeah, all news. News oh, with passion. <laughs> news, yeah, so much news about how, why working much. the overnight shift sucks. All right, so um, there are theaters and let's see what what was my next note. Okay, so let's talk about tickets. So we mm-hmm. there's a for Good Morning New York. We did a few things. Uh, I loved working with the pit. Oh gosh, I loved the pit. Yeah, because they're they're already known. Um, and not only will I have a community there, but the pit can put stuff on Today Ticks, which is huge, mm-hmm. and also the Theater Development Fund. And so Theater Development Fund, our tix, tickets were going for 20 bucks, which I, part of me says that we were underselling the show, but also it was the pit and it was a small venue. Yeah. So it's like, even though I thought we have a great show, we can't charge more because no one is going to pay for that at such a small venue. Um, but the pit was really great to work with because they throw it on Today Ticks, which people, but they threw it under Off-Broadway. So people were seeing it under uh, the Off-Broadway mm. for under 30. So that's why people were like, oh yeah. And we also had cover art that I really liked as well. Yeah. So it it looked like, oh wow, that's that's an Off-Broadway show. Yeah, Even yeah. though it was a 30 seat theater. Um, 
thank you, Pitt. That helped. Also, TDF is like just a community their development fund, they sold those for nine tick, nine nine bucks. Today ticks, we like slashed the price, but barely. The reason why we put it on today ticks was so we could um, just get it seen. Right, because that's yeah. where so yeah, many yeah. people, that's just where they look. Like, they mm-hmm. don't look anywhere else. That makes sense. People who paid on today ticks almost paid the same thing you would have paid at the door. The only difference is I use today ticks as marketing, not as as a ticket. Yes. Yeah. And you also mentioned the cover art. The cover art was great because it just, on first glance, it just looks like a, a daytime news show you haven't seen before, you've never <laughs> heard of. You're like, yeah. oh, good morning, New York. That's probably real. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are probably surprised to see, oh, that actually is a musical. Yeah. Which I, I think is a little bit of buy-in right there. And you guys can get cover art. Like, I went to Upwork, and I had this girl do it for, I think it was 25 bucks. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, used to, I used to work. I used to write on those sites when I was... Uh, when I was younger, freelance writing. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to do a lot of like freelance bios and like write random stuff for people that way. Even this podcast, our cover for it, thirty bucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that if you have great cover art, you're gonna get clicks, and then you better have an interesting show. Also, there's a million artists in New York City. Who yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Go to yeah. them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shop local, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go to my sister. Yeah, I'm joking. she's um, not. And another artist. another factor, um, especially on whether or not you were under or overselling the show, I think at least one because this is such a such a comedy factor in it, um, and it's in a comedy theater and it's and it's a funny show. It was good, and uh, the pit obviously makes this calculation. It's good for the for the tickets to maybe be sold less than what a, a musical of this caliber normally would just to facilitate people buying more beer and wine on the way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a drunker audience is going to laugh more. That's just a rule of performing. For sure. Well, we actually, I got some sponsorship deals as well. Yeah, Which will be did. in future episodes, but one of them was the wine they were serving. It was some good wine, This everybody. winery, yes. it was, and they sent it to me for free. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, w- I would say, a lot of producer of The Pit, you're definitely the most ingenious and definitely the ways you're able to sell the show because it's like i there was so there was so much you did that like i've done a john too we've done hundreds and hundreds of shows at the pit it's like wow jackie really knows her yeah. stuff oh okay she's gave not not just her friends showing up but there was a whole good collection of people that came like every night to go see good morning new york during the so yeah Thank you. How it started was that first week, I mean, a lot of it was just my friends and your friends and everyone's friends were coming. And then what those TDF is the one that really started random people. I mean, older people were coming through TDF. Today, ticks were a bunch of random people scattered. But I noticed, remember those Saturday shows? We had just a bunch of old people sometimes. Those are the ones who just saw it and paid nine bucks to see a show. Anyway, my point is, yeah. in the beginning, your friends are coming, but after your friends don't come, stop stirring up that first week, you still have three more weeks to go. That's what we had. We had four weeks to go. Yeah. And one thing you you nailed, you you got the math right in terms of how many, the number of performances, the times the size of the stage, you know, equals the overall audience for this production. You know, like it was always, it was, it was like, what, eight shows at the pit and then mm-hmm. three at... Uh, theater festival yeah theater festival which those are festival audiences but pretty good as far as festival audiences go i would i would say so here's what was interesting so the the pit 
Um, I just think when you have a new show, just assume no one's going to come. And even mm-hmm. when you have a fund, like people that are like doing off-Broadway, they have a sync fund, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's just like to pay the cast as no one shows up. Because mm-hmm. eventually you just yep. need those reviews and people to word of mouth. We were getting a lot of word of mouth at mm-hmm. the end, a mm-hmm. bunch of word of mouth. But in the beginning, oh God, I knew, I knew everyone. In the end, I didn't know anyone. So the theater festival is different. So the pit... They, oh gosh, great marketing. I mean, you just fly with them. They'll throw you everywhere if you have really good cover art. But then the yeah, theater festival, right. mm-mm, mm-hmm. nope, nope. So the theater festival, they, you pay them about 250 bucks to be in it. Then they don't even put, they, they, I think I found my show on one place on like a radio's website somewhere away in Long Island. They don't promote it. Yeah. They don't put it on TDF or Today Ticks mm-hmm. and they charge 25 bucks. So not only was there no promotion and there was no return in my pocket. And they pocket, don't let you independently put it up on those sites either, right? Right, Like right. They, they close that off as an avenue. They even made me pay for an extra videographer to come in and shoot it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was so mad. Yeah. So, so for me, I think that um, some things just are not worth it and oh. and yeah you know, was that me. also wasn't that theater fest trying to also get like the rights to it because then like because you sent an email saying like hey we can't do it right now at the loft or like oh yeah so what happened was this is why i'm a i love the pit and i don't i, I think i have a bad taste for theater festivals mm-hmm. because we can't keep we can't do good morning new york until the end of october because I had to sign a non what not no compete or something, oh, so God. like oh wow that's so strange. they have a, like more than a hundred shows in this festival, but and, and we were on in you know late July early August, and we can't take it out if, if even if it were successful we couldn't produce it until after October. Wow, so I really like put myself into a hole with that one. That's why in festivals do that, and that's why it's like uh so I sent it out because I almost left. I sent out an email to the whole cast, and I was like, "Hey guys, I'm pro- don't don't expect to do the theater festival." Mm-hmm. The pit was just great at promoting and, and helping, and, mm-hmm. and there was actually you know some money that could have been made that was made through that, and then that money just went straight to the the toilet when it came to the theater festival. Definitely, Good Morning New York got a good got good support, and I think it's it's it, a lot of us the cover photo again. Yeah, like the photo because it was very not only was it high quality, but it's very sort of on brand with what the pit is trying to do. If you go on the pit's website and see what they're promoting, you know, you you can kind of see that the the photo for Good Morning New York just sort of plugs right in and makes a lot of sense. So I would tell anyone who's trying to get a good relationship and good promotion from any venue, go on their website and see what they're promoting and just make sure that visually your like cover photo looks like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just because then they're already bought in on that and, and it'll be easier for them to support you. And- I- Oh, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, a lot of the people who produce shows at the pit, they really just go the social media route mm-hmm. and, like, expecting if people to come that way, which a lot of their friends just come. So, again, with Jackie, what she did so well is that she like, covered it from, like, every single angle, yeah. like, possibly, with, like, even with sponsors, which, like, really went on the way to make the show um, just, just like, have, be more successful from the marketing standpoint. And, like, it, it was successful. So I just – if you want to produce a show at the pit, it's awesome. That You can definitely get a time slot there. But, like, you need to really, really be aggressive with your, your marketing because they'll put you in an email. 
Uh, they'll they might have your show up on like the TVs around the space, but like it's like you got to really really like put yourself out there. That's why producing is the hardest job. Right, Jackie? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> but also, I think yeah. So you said the sponsors. We'll talk about that different. But I will say in a different episode. But I will say that with the sponsors, all of the for the majority of the sponsors that I had, they were tweeting us out to their fan base as we were tweeting about them. That's and dope. So we yeah. were on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and that's about it. So like Coloring Broadway, I loved working with Coloring Broadway because they, they've they hosted like um, like at a movie theater. They were a partner for like a Tony viewing show. Oh, nice. And then uh. so people followed Coloring Broadway. And then they're, they're tweeting out stuff like, hey, go see Good Morning New York because they made these little postcards. So, I mean, if you have a show, oh, man, make some sponsorships and make some friends. Even Mustang Harry's where the bar after – um, they gave away some free tickets to our show, and they put it on their website. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning, New York. Do you want to win free tickets? So it's just free marketing by yeah. just making friends. <laughs> just being nice. Just be nice, people. <laughs> Don't but make just... a business deal. But that's yeah, what yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Also make a deal. Make a business deal with nice people. That's how you yeah, do it. Yeah. That's the trick. I mean, it, it. yeah, it really is just the same thing. I think that the more people that – the more – companies and people that get involved i don't know i th- I just think the art if you have art that's good i think that maybe pay f- pay someone you don't know i don't know because i've seen a lot of crap out yeah there yeah that- <laughs> where like it's a drama and you see it's like a dark room with a shadow and a, like a silhouette of someone in a light and you're like ooh. and it's like the picture's kind of grainy of two like silhouettes and you can't even tell who they are yeah and then it has this weird font with all these words and it's like, this is stupid. Right, because it doesn't need to necessarily be in service. That's one of those things, I think, as a creator, it's so easy to fall in love with your vision um, when, your vi- when your final product's not there yet and that blinds yeah. you. Because it's like the cover photo is one of those clear things where you can just sort of, that's the first thing you can sacrifice. It doesn't change what's the inside of the show. Mm-hmm. And it opens up a lot of doors if you're willing to like wiggle on on a cover photo that just fits in with where you're trying to produce it rather than evokes whatever you want to evoke, like the the boring two people embracing through a keyhole, but you can't see who they are. <laughs> and even I think that even d- dramas generally are just hard as hell mm-hmm. to get people to go to. And I think comedies are better, but I mean, just make... I say that I think maybe the cover might be the afterthought. Might be. Maybe. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. So just, uh, I mean, just pay some. You don't have to be pay much. Just pay someone to actually make it look like a show, like a like a movie cover. Or maybe even pay a few people, and that way you have choices, and you can you can split test them and see which one you like better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I'm always an advocate of um, paying people for stuff, just because you can say what you want, um, even if it's not much. You can be like, oh, I don't like that. Because I, yeah, had, yeah, I yeah. had a friend one time do something for me, and I wasn't too much of a fan of it, but it was free. And I felt like I had to use it because they were a friend who did a favor. Right. And I'm like, oh, God. Mm. That's a shame. I'm not going to say what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's better no, it's, no, it's better to give no details. Nobody knows what it was. It's a bad memory now. It's no, <laughs> it's, yeah, but that's all right. I didn't need it for that much anyway. But, yeah, I think that. Because that person is definitely listening. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Are you out there, name? Just joking. I'm not going to know. Yeah, okay. name. <laughs> so, so ticket sales. Okay, so let's – all right. How um, did you do the math for, um, like, 
How did you land on eight shows at a 30-ish seat theater? So there's someone who I talked to, Rob. He used, you know Rob from the improv. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy that I know just through improv. And he was saying, if you want critics to come, do it for three weeks. <laughs> so I did it for three weeks. And then the theater festival was right after that. So I did three weeks because I thought it would be good. And then I did three shows a week just because I was I was really just going for it, to be honest, for months there. Because I had this book back in February. Right. The show was in July. Um, for months, I was not selling any seats. And I was just looking at that. And I'm like, this is rough. But also, you really don't sell seats until, I would say, three days before. And a lot of them the day of. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. Yeah. Right. Normal people don't plan that far in advance. No. It's only us crazy producer types that do that. Yeah. yeah. I think that... Because um, yeah. I'm always complaining to my friends. They're like, come to my show. And I'm like, oh, you got to tell me like two and a half months in advance to make sure that I don't like book something else. You know, if yeah. you really want me to like even just be in the audience, you got to like let me know early. Or it's like if that happens to be in between the two other things I'm doing, I'll show up, you know? Right. I, I really think that just getting, yeah, tell your friends all the time. And if you, yeah, if you want people to see your show, oh, here's another way to get people to see. Because when it's so new, you just want to fill the seats. Because to me, well, you have to decide what's better, filling the seats or um, uh, or making money. because in the beginning just just assume that you're going to be knocking 50 bucks off every seat and people probably still might not come right yeah so uh, you really got to decide uh that's rough and then also um oh i forgot what i was going to say next never mind Mm. (laughs) live podcast (laughs) well what's what's the trade-off like what choices because in my experience, I know how to get butts in seats. I have no idea how to make money. So uh-huh. what do you do differently? Because, you know, if you want to get butts in seats, you want to you give out a lot of comps. You want to promote heavily for word of mouth. You want mm-hmm. um, to give away stuff, you so know, give people drink tickets. So making money, yeah. So, so that's, that's the thing. You've yeah. got to look – before you put on a show, you've got to look at your cost. You've got to look at how much it's going to cost – and then how much you'll get back, and then you you go through the numbers. Yeah, you go into the show knowing how much you're going to make with, like, 20% full. And then you use that. For me personally, I'm not saying this is what everyone should do, but I'm saying that you use this idea that you're not going to make anything, and that will be your budget to pay people. So minimum, you would assume that's what it's going to be, and Mm -hmm. that's what you promise people when you offer them money for stuff. Um, You make a profit, once you go over that. And mm. hopefully at the pit, a lot of people were just showing up at the door, and especially on Saturdays, so that we were selling $20 tickets for that. Whether, whereas, right, just random walk-ins. Whereas I had some deals through the pit um, the, where it's, uh, I guess I could t- tell our deal. I guess I don't, think it, I don't think there's anything that holds me to it. So the deal that I had with the pit, it was um, they kept the first 15 tickets, and then it was a 50-50 split after. Mm-hmm. So, but... Yeah. It was cool, but the problem was, um, just just for I- anyone, um, we were putting them on TDF. Like I chose to do TDF and Today Ticks, oh, so I was. Yeah. So we were marking them fifty percent off, and then I was getting fifty percent off that. So I was only mm. making four fifty a seat after the first fifteen seats. Yeah. So that was about seventy five bucks a night right, when, right. when we would sell out. Probably made about from the pit, but all of that 
when it was flushed down the toilet with the theater festival. Right. <laughs> and that's something now, you're merchandising now. That's probably something you wish you'd started doing a little earlier. People I wish could... that I took us out of the theater festival. Okay. I that's shouldn't the be bigger... so blunt about it. But it's a, <laughs> there, no one's listening. I should not have I should not have went in it because yeah. otherwise, 54 below, 54 below, they, ooh, they, I like them because mm-hmm. they don't discount those tickets. It's what it is and you better sell those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 54 below, we made about for one oh. night. Nice. Night? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It, one night at 54 below. I think it was 20, 20 or 25 a ticket. So it's just a matter of knowing um, what you what you can make and then not flushing it down the toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you can totally make money as long as you plan to not. Well, definitely when you see Jackie outside of this podcast, ask her that festival so you make sure not to go to that festival. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, you yeah. can't say it live right now. But. I can't say it now for reasons that you will find out later. Here's the thing. This is a great, great, great festival for new writers. Absolutely. But once you learn how to make money and once you make money on a show and then you go somewhere where they won't pay you a dime and then charge you. It's not without its merits, but it's it's something you graduate from. It's, it's a plus. That's the thing. I think that festivals are great for playwrights, but terrible for producers. I think that if you just want to produce something, just pay the effing money for a smaller venue and, and make money. Yeah. Because oh. you got to spend it to get it. Otherwise, but if you like, you know, that's that's just my personal thoughts on that. It's not nothing with a theater festival. It's just like, oh, my God, why are you robbing me? (laughs) Right, right. But when they're like, well, that's just what it costs to run this thing. It kind of breaks my heart because, like, again, we're all artists and like we love it all so much. But, like, it can be, like, so difficult to get something, like, off the ground. And, like, again, then also be successful about it because, like, that's all your family wants to know. Like, how are you making money? How are you making money? It's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> like, there's so many uh, pitfalls you got to uh, avoid. And, um, yeah. But. I just I just think that once you learn how to get people together, um, and ha- and if you have, because, I mean, some of these off-Broadway theaters, I said you can rent it out for a day, and it's like, a few, mm-hmm. you know, 800 bucks or whatever. But off-Off-Broadway, you can rent it out for a week, 2,500. You can rent those out for a day for, like, much less. But the point is, once you get people and you learn how to do it, oh, my God, just produce it yourself because you're going to get robbed at these festivals. Right, because one way or another, you're paying for the real estate. You're paying. That's really what it is. And a lot of these – I've been in a lot of festivals, not a lot but enough, where you don't get any money back. And that means you had to cast actors. You had to pay for the backstage. You had to pay for the rehearsal space. You have to pay for your tech. You have to pay for all these things, costumes, set, and, like, they're not even going to pay you anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true. Because, like, it, even, in, even in the case of the pit loft, like, on one hand, you're only renting out a 30-something th- seat theater. Mm-hmm. They do but it for free, though, which is amazing. Right. And, yeah. it's, and it's on 29th and 7th in Manhattan, you know? It's, like, not in, like, a, a super theatery like, spot, but it's right there in an accessible spot. But that also goes back to, you know, we mentioned earlier about, like, the fringe festivals. It's a lot easier to make money when the real estate's cheaper, when you're in, you know, uh, Kansas City or something like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to L.A. or New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or and Chicago get reviews. Or Toronto. Or... So, yeah, I think that if you have a new product and you want to see if it's good, yeah, throw it at a free space and don't don't put money into it. But once you realize that you actually have an audience, take it away from these festivals so fast because you're not – once you realize you can make money, you can make money. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's why we're not – that's why – 
we're shooting it up to off Broadway, and that's why I didn't extend it other places. Because yeah. when you realize you can do it, <laughs> and even when you're in when you're at that stage, it's probably still worth it to attend festivals and go see random yes. shows at random festivals just to see like actors you'd want to work with, writers mm-hmm. you'd want to work with, directors yeah. you'd want to want to work with. Because that's the point of a festival. The point of the festival isn't to make money, except for the theater. Mm-hmm. It's to it's to show other artists in your field what you're doing. And it's a good way to absorb ideas. Mm-hmm. It's the network. Yeah, everything's about networking. Just keep building your pool, keep making those LinkedIn connections, but then just like, and then following up with people too. And like, again, like there might be a producer who might, do you think could help you out with the show? Like, you just like uh, able to like work with and like maybe become friendly with. But yeah, that's, um, yeah. Festivals are great for networking. Everything else, uh, not so much. Right, right. And so uh, I guess so to close it off, uh, putting your sights on Today Takes and TDF, oh my God, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because you will make money as long as you understand that you're only going to fill like 20% of totally. it. Um, um, Eventbrite's another one. Yeah. I've heard yeah, it too. Yeah. And, and um, it's free. It's I think they're all free to just send them into, I believe. I think so. I think so. Maybe Today Takes might charge. Maybe. Maybe not. It, it's worth fly, it, but it's one. worth it. Like, like that one. There's then ends. Um, trying to reach out to like, like again, Time Out New York's free too. It's hard to get in, but then Village Bush right. as well. Just like, just it, the more places I can see your show, like get get that out there. And then, hey, you got sponsors? Tweet at them, and they'll tweet your show back to other people. Yeah. That, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have to wrap up shortly, but yeah, if you can get someone, even if you can just help out. Or team up with another company, just someone who just tweets out it and supports you. But yeah, I'd say that send your shows to all these places because if you're a small venue, um, people just need to see see the show and the art. So let's uh, close out with who, uh, how people can contact you if they want a tech for the show or an actor yeah. or anything. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm John Vogel. I can be found at vogelcomedy.com. That's V-O-G-E-L comedy.com or vogelcomedy at gmail. Email me and I'll send you some stuff I worked on. And this is Matthew W.J. Mitchell here. You can reach me at mattmitch927 at gmail.com. I've worked the pit and uh, Creek in the Cave. Theater's all over New York City. I'm also an actor. So if you want to shoot me an email, I can send you my reel, my resume, and all that other good stuff. Thank you. And one more note about theaters. Um, when you were at the theater yourself, you decide the ticket price, period. If if you're through a festival or through something else, they decide it, period, and you may or may not get a cut. So I say, oh, boy, if you, if you yeah, I keep saying it, but, yeah, if you learn how to do it. Just produce your own show. Boom. 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 And JacquelineThrap.com. We're selling shirts to raise money for off-Broadway production. They say be a better bitch and live in the off-off-Broadway life. And others, take buy a shirt. Is be a better bitch also in men's sizes? Because I would not mind buying that shirt. Oh, you know what? I bet you they are. There's Yay. tanks right now, but I can make them in men's. I should do that now. Mm. Yeah. I'm even done with the tank. It's 90 degrees outside, everybody. Yay. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode.